Welcome everyone to Lessons with Mike. I'm here again with my Chief Science Officer, Mr. Charlie. Shalom. Hello, everybody. And uh, for today's episode, I, I told him very vaguely that uh, he asked me what we'd be recording about, and I sent him a simple message, three words, well, go boom. <laughs> yes. Um, I think I have an inkling of what this is about, but I'm excited to learn more. So, first of all, what do you know about whales? <laughs> They're big. They are big. They are very big. So um, <clears throat> They go blub. <laughs> That's the sound a whale makes, blub blub. Yes, uh, and most of them are blue, but that's uh, air, whales are not my area of expertise. Okay, that's okay. I'll tell you all about whales, specifically a sperm whale. Oh, now, great. Why do you think sperm whales are called that? I don't know. I, I actually have never investigated this. I'm sorry. What's that's, the scoop? That's perfectly fine. I didn't know either. I assumed it was because they vaguely resembled a human sperm, but that is not the case at all. Do they have like the most, like, do they have a very high sperm count or something? Oh, that's got also got nothing to do with it. Huh. <laughs> so whale, sperm whales have an organ, which is called the spermaceti organ. And as far as um, biologists are concerned, most organisms do not have this. And it's still not truly 100% sure what this organ is used for. There's several different theories. Some speculate it's for buoyancy, uh, but the prevailing theory right now is that it has something to do with echolocation and helping the whale navigate when it's in the really deep parts of the ocean. So this is how the organ was discovered in the whaling industry when that was really big. So they would pick up sperm whales and hunt them and they would cut into their heads. They would mistake the uh, spermaceti, which is the material inside this organ, mm -hmm. they, they mistook it for the whale's sperm. So the assumption was, oh, sperm whales, just their sperm is in their heads. <laughs> <coughs> I'm oh, sorry. Gosh. Very funny. I almost killed Charlie with, uh, with that bit of info. No, I've got a little bit of a cough from hanging out with cats. That is really funny. Yeah. So, and this was a very valuable material that would be used uh, to be make a wax and you could make ointments out of this. You could make a cosmetic cream. You could make uh, textile products and you could make industrial lubricants, all kinds of stuff. And so it was a very valuable thing. They didn't think to check, you know, the whole rest of the, sper the sperm whale's body to, for its actual sex organs. They just said, hmm, this looks good enough. <laughs> it's sperm is in its head that's pretty weird oh well i'm look i know they're big but they're not so big that you can't find out the right answer in in an appropriate amount of time <laughs> so let's flash that was a little bit of a preview to uh sperm whales they're very big they're one of the few whale species that have teeth and they hunt giant squids for fun and that's pretty cool i mean uh, you'll see sperm whales carcasses washed up on the beach uh, sucker marks from the giant squid battles all over them. Uh, usually sperm whales end up winning because of their uh, size and their jaw strength. The squid doesn't have much to counter that with. But so we're going to fast forward into the wonderful place of Florence, Oregon in the year 1970. Okay, we're, are we there? Are we in Oregon? We are there. We're standing on the beaches right now. And what do it's you see? Gorgeous. It's cold. And, and it looks like there's a very large rock moaning in the in the water. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, buddy, that's that's where that's no rock. That's a 42 foot long sperm whale. It's a whale. Oh yes, a sperm whale, and it looks like it's uh, looks like he's dying. 
Oh man, that's really unfortunate. <laughs> Poor guy. Thoughts and prayers. Rest in peace. Rest in so, peace, sperm whale. When a sperm whale dies, it presents a problem because that's a very large carcass, which produces a very disturbing smell of decomposing and rotting flesh. Uh huh. So. Yep. The people in charge of, uh, at the time, for some reason, the highway patrol was in charge of beach cleanup. So this fell under their jurisdiction for some reason. Okay. Taking, uh, a, taking a look at potentially building scenic routes out on the coast. Uh, if you've seen BoJack Horseman, uh, the episode where they build a bridge to Hawaii, just because I feel like that was where they were headed with this. <laughs> I have not seen that, but I'm interested in this episode. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's a good one. You need to watch the whole show and we'll uh, catch up on that. But anyway, so this whale is just sitting there decomposing, dying. People are starting to complain. The smell is everywhere. And the person in charge of the cleanup, the person who uh, was told, hey, you've got to fix this. He was like, um, I can't. I'm spontaneously going hunting. And then he disappeared. <laughs> so the, the main, one of the main characters of the story is George Thornton. And he's an engineer. And they were talking about what to do about this whale. Okay. And people said, well, why don't we just bury it? And he said, oh, no, we can't bury it. Because if we do that, some poor child will be walking around in the sand and then collapse into the whale's stomach acids and die. That sounds about right. That's a good legitimate concern on George's port. And, and yes, that makes sense. But I feel like this could be easily alleviated by putting up some sort of barrier or some sort of sign that says, hey, don't stand over here for a while. Area fenced off for the foreseeable future. Whale is currently rotting. <laughs> That's a great sign. See, you're great at this sort of thing. So uh, instead of doing that, he decided to, you know, use dynamite to blow it up. Nice. Good engineer strat, being resourceful. How much dynamite do you think it would take to blow up a whale? Oh, God. Is this one of those, like, M&Ms in a jar question where I have to guess and you have the actual answer? I do have the actual answer right, right in front of me. Let's take a look. If they're 42 feet long and the blast force of one stick of dynamite is like a lot <laughs> and one stick of dynamite is about, I don't know, one stick of dynamite long. Mm -hmm. That's um, right. Are we using metric or imperial butt tons? Um, I imagine that since this is in America, we will not be using the metric systems. Okay, okay. You know how engineers can be, though. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like 120 tons of dynamite. Well, okay, you're a little. I on know the that high sounds speed. excessive, but I, I don't know any better. I don't know about blowing up whales. That's okay. He used uh, 20 full cases of dynamite, equivalent to about half a ton of dynamite. Okay, I'm overshooting by a lot. I'm sorry. You are, and that's okay. So. So they're setting up the dynamite. They're going to make it a whole big thing. The whole townsfolk will coming out. Everyone's going to watch the big whale explosion. It's going to be a huge event. Bring the kids. Watch the whale get blown up. <laughs> and we'll have cotton candy and snacks. It'll be great. So he's setting up the dynamite. And while he's doing that, we're going to, we're going to change a little bit over to the hero of the story, uh, Mr. Walter Umenhofer. Okay. He is, just happened to be there. He was a business executive with a charcoal company who had, by sheer coincidence, received extensive training with explosives while he was in the military. Great. So, so this guy knows a lot about TNT. Lend some expertise here. Oh, yeah. So it's surely when he comes in, the people are going to listen to him, right? I hope so. Yeah, we'll keep hoping because that's not what happens. Okay, well, now I've lost all hope. That was <laughs> what a roller coaster that was in four seconds. Thanks, Mike. I know. In that four seconds, I took you uh, from the lows to the highs. But 
So anyway, Walter was there on a secret undercover mission to scout a possible location for a power plant for his coal company that he worked with. But uh, his secret mission would not prove successful because as he was there in town, he saw a car company and they were offering a whale of a deal promotion. That's what they called it. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that's that's a pretty strange name for a promotion. I guess there must be whales about now. I think I'll go and buy a car. So we bought a car. Just on a whim like that because it said whale? So, well, I'm sure that's not the reason, but it was probably on a whim, yes. It was whimsical and touristy. You know what? I want the whale sale. <laughs> he's like, it's on sale. I have to get it. Yes. And he's obviously not hurting for money. And th- going. I imagine this man ended up with millions of dollars in his later years. But So anyway, he's like, what's all this commotion about? And someone says, oh, they're going to go blow up that whale carcass. And he said, that is a really terrible idea. You should not do that. <laughs> so he walks up to the guy in charge. Excuse Mr. me, Mr. Uh, Dynamite Man. Yeah, Mr. George Dynamite Man. And he walks up to him and says, this is way too much dynamite. What you need to do is cut the number down to just 20 sticks of dynamite. And then we can relocate where you have it positioned, so that way the blast will be enough to push the whale into the sea without fully blowing its corpse apart and littering it all over the beach. Well, where's the fun in that? Where's the, why would you do it responsibly? I want whale fireworks. <laughs> That's pretty much what, the, uh, what Mr. George said. Okay, I'm on his side now. <laughs> George was like, what are you talking about? This is totally going to work. You don't know what you're talking about. You need to leave. So... Um, Holder was like, oh, okay, fine, I'll leave. They, so they evacuated everyone to about a quarter, mi- a quarter mile away from the beach. And then they set the countdown and placed the detonation. Whale goes boom. Everyone's happy, cheering. And then suddenly people start screaming and panicking because massive chunks of whale blubber are falling from the sky. <laughs> nice. Uh, to the point that Mr. Umfelder's, Mr. Umenhofer's brand new car that he just bought, which was about a few miles away, was uh, thoroughly crushed by a whale blubber chunk the size of a coffee table. You are kidding me. No, this 100% happened. That is some sick, twisted luck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I hope he got the warranty on that because there's no way. There, well, the, his, the odds of that are astronomical. His story does have a happier ending. Uh, he okay. was able to get uh, $7,000 from the car, which I imagine was enough money. Yeah, I'd I couldn't say- find detailed statistics and receipts, but I did find out that his insurance gave him a seven seven grand payout, which we're gonna we're gonna hope is enough. Yeah, for that. Oh my god. <clears throat> so it was really almost a, a natural biblical disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were quotes I have in the newspaper articles of people saying it was like a combat zone. Blood and guts were everywhere. It was horribly terrifying. I was concerned for my life. Okay, that's that's reasonable. I mean. If you blow up an entire whale, I would expect stuff to go everywhere, but not to the point of terrorizing the the locals, you know? Well, George did not think that through. He thought for sure that the dynamite would just put the whale in the ocean and they'd be rid of it. And anything that was left, the birds would just eat. Um, He didn't take into account that blowing up a half ton of dynamite would frighten all birds from the area for the next several days. Yes. So uh, not only was uh, were zero of the problems solved, the problems compounded on each other very significantly. So was he trying to – do you have any uh, drawings of perhaps the dynamite setup? Um, was he 
Did he just tuck the half ton of dynamite underneath the whale's head, or did he bury it in the middle of the whale? I'm. You said he was trying to push it back into the ocean, and I'm not. I'm not sure that dynamite would be the way to go about it. Yeah, that's not how I would do it either. Uh, but this is what Mr. George Thornton had to say after the fact. Okay, the live live George, George Thornton reaction. Yeah. This is his direct quote. <laughs> Just exactly right. <laughs> uh huh. That's his direct quote. He told this to the uh, the newspaper, and he said, "Except the blast funneled a hole in the sand." And that's all he said about it. His his main takeaway was that this was a clear cut success, despite the fact that there is now a new land formation on the coast of Florence, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. it, it, he was so convinced that his plan worked perfectly that for the rest of his life he refused to ever speak on camera about this. That is dedication. That is committing to the bit. He's he's my guy. Yeah, and I have him on one quote that happened uh, several years after the fact when someone was trying to interview him and then snuck him in with this surprise question. Oh, they, asked him, they asked him, is the reason that you're not going to the public about it because you don't want to tell them about what had gone wrong? He responded with, what do you mean, what went wrong? And then abruptly ended the interview. <laughs> nice. So this guy is very confident that everything went according to his plan. Yeah, um... If, if you've really solidified it that much, then uh, I guess there's no way you can change teams now. I think there's some dissonance on uh, Mr. George's part. Uh, also, shout out to the guy who was originally in charge, who just dips and said, nope, that's not my problem. He could have he been standing in George's shoes. He could have had all the fame. But do you think that he would have been up to the ownership of the, uh, of the disaster afterwards like George was? Oh, no, no. I, I think no matter what, who was in charge of here, uh, the same exact thing would have happened. <laughs> nice. So let's go back over to see the happy ending that, with, uh, that happened with Umenhofer. Yes. Please. He went on uh, to open a gun store and shooting okay. range. And uh, there's a right on the interstate, there's an exit and a big banner that says, shoot a real Tommy gun. Uh-huh. Is that sign still up or was that right after... The, uh, uh, this was, uh, I'm not sure, I don't imagine it's up right now, but this was uh, a sign that was up for a, a number of years after he uh, opened the store, after the fact. I feel like that would pull in more customers uh, the farther and farther we get from the mob era of the early 1900s. <laughs> we just continue, oh, I'd like to, I, I don't know, I'd like to shoot a Tommy gun, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I'd probably uh, break a few ribs. Uh I don't know. I imagine there's a lot of kickback to it. Sure, but like, it's right there. Who, who wouldn't want to do it? I'm sold. You're sold. I'd keep the sign up. Yeah. Clearly, well, this man knew what he was talking about. He had a better solution to the whale problem. He knows what he's doing with advertising too. So we should have just put this guy in charge. We should. We might have listened if we wanted uh, the project to go over well. But would anybody still be talking about it if it went over well? Let me ask you this. Would uh, National Exploding Whale Day still be a holiday in this town 50 years, 60 years after the fact? Of course it's a holiday. Of course it's a holiday. <laughs> it's got to be a holiday. Exploding Whale Day in Florence, Oregon. And uh, shout out to the people in Florence, Oregon, if you're listening. Uh, I will. One of my life goals is now to visit this area on Exploding Whale Day. I hope it will be a very great time, and you better not disappoint. Big shouts out to 
Florence, Oregon. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page here, and it says November 9th, 1970. We just missed it. Oh, no. We were so close. Ah, Cowabunga. We need to invent time travel uh, to go back in time and schedule the release of this episode retroactively to be on the anniversary. Yes, um, but count me in. I'll mark my calendars for next November 9th for uh, for Exploding Whale Day. Oh, man. So, but they did learn from the issues because only only a few years later, they had the same incident, only instead of one sperm whale washing up on the beach... 41 of them washed up on the beach. Holy crap. How? Um, oh, yes, exactly. Why do whales wash up on the beach? Great question. Most of the time, whales, when they die, they just sink to the bottom of the ocean because the reason they're dying is because they can't get oxygen, right? Sure. But uh, there, there's sometimes whales will intentionally strand themselves on beaches. And in the case of these 42 whales, efforts were made to save many of them and you know turn them around to go back into the ocean. Several of them were turned around. And they just turned around and beached themselves again. But 41 at once? No, not all at once. Like, um, there'd, oh, be efforts, there'd be, like, teams of people working on the whales, and they would be digging under it, trying to get the whale turned around. And in every scenario where they got the whale freed and turned around, the whale would just beach himself again. <laughs> nice. Okay, so there were 41 beaching incidents. No, this happened at the same time. It was a pot of whales at the same time. I see. Okay. Yeah. That makes and, a lot of sense. And there must have been some sort of sickness in the group. There's a photo of this um, you can see. So it's the photo. I'll, I'll tell you who took the photo right now. The photo is called approximately 17 of 41 sperm whales that beached and subsequently died. It's a, it's a poor name for a photo, but uh, you can learn a lot from looking at it. Very descriptive. I'm sure the picture tells a thousand words, but the title really says it all. The title kind of negates the whole point of the picture when you think about it. Pretty much. It sounds like a headline that doesn't need an article. You've got my attention. You told the story. You did your job. Here's a raise. <laughs> so what do you, do you think they learned from their lesson? How did they handle these 41 whales? Something tells me that they used less dynamite uh, unless they established several more exploding whale holidays throughout the rest of the year. <laughs> They did not use dynamite at all. They simply set the carcasses on fire. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, I guess that's one way to do it, as to burn them alive. Um, oh, they are they, very they oily after all, but still. They, they made sure that, I, I, I mean, I hope they were dead. <laughs> I hope. Oh, gosh. What if this, there's this big cover-up and they were just burning them alive and they didn't tell anyone? Uh, I don't know. That'd be a pretty good secret to keep. Oh, man. We have to go to Florence and like get to the bottom of this. I'll make a pilgrimage. Pilgrimage to Florence for National Whale Day. I'll dress up as a as a sperm whale and just romp around the beach until somebody sticks like stuffed animal sticks of dynamite underneath me, and then I'll jump up and run all over the beach. <laughs> and you get like a little squirt gun filled with like ketchup and tomato uh, tomato uh, puree, and just be like, "Oh, there go my organs all over the beach." Yeah, filled with a. Uh... Spilled a, filled a spermaceti, just shooting it all over the beach. Uh, well, Congratulations, you're being doused with, with oil. Ah. <laughs> you might think it's sperm, but it's not. It's not. Oh, man. So that concludes the story of the exploding whale. Do you have any questions? Um, I Yeah, sure. I've got one. How come I've never heard of this before? Well, probably because the media wants to silence it. <laughs> 
the media wants to silence us from the truth. Exactly. They don't want us to know. Blown up. They don't want you to know. No, but still, that's such a a unique story that I I feel like I would have come across that at some point. Um, I don't know. Kind of like all the other unique little quirky stories you hear in history class or hanging out with friends or urban legends. I feel like uh, this one would get more, a lot more uh, uh, press. Well, let me tell you something right now. Years later, this one has a full video of the whale explosion and watching these people's reactions is the funniest thing ever. I encourage you all to watch this. It's a legitimate video and it's, it's an experience that you must have before you die. Oh my gosh. That's Uh, I'm, I'm watching that later. For sure. Yes, wonderful. Oh, man. I, I think me and you would have handled this whale situation a lot better uh, had we been in charge. Well, for one, I would have ordered some, like, rain slickers before uh, we blew anything up. I would have made sure that everybody was properly dressed for the occasion. Bring Probably your umbrellas. Car in the garage that day. <laughs> Bring your umbrellas, for sure. I would have maybe listened to the man with extensive explosives training. Well, where's the fun in that? Uh, I, I still think that George is our guy because he he went with his gut. Mm. You know, you gotta you gotta admire the um, the um, the consistency. I mean, he went to his grave telling everyone that his plan worked. So, yes, um, that's a good that I have to admire the consistency. If you can be one thing, be consistent. Mm. Consistency is key. Even if you're wrong, be consistent about it. Exactly. Mm. Well, thank you so much for being here and talking about the exploding whale. Thank you for having me. I feel enlightened. I'm glad. That's the goal. And um, I hope we do it again sometime. We'll do another crazy story. And uh, we'll just continue enlightening the masses with our wonderful conversations. Absolutely. I would love to. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like the exploding whale story, share it with your friends. Share it with everyone. Uh, put this on the little flash drive and then send that flash drive on a rocket ship so that way other universes and other civilizations that exist beyond our solar system and beyond our galaxy can experience this as well after we are long dead. I like that idea. I'll, I'll, <laughs> send, a, I'll send a flash drive up with SpaceX's next mission. Yes, yes. All right, thank you. You have a great day. I'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah, I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.